Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live, episode 119. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie's in Austin. I'm back in Virginia. Willie, we tried it in studio. Not gonna lie, I prefer it. Um, you prefer not to sit next to me? I prefer it half a country away. Why is that? Um, well, first of all, the sound quality was worse. Um, that was inarguable. Secondly, uh, well, I don't know. You can figure that out. Yeah, we can figure that out, right? But I don't know. I just, I just prefer it. I like, um, I don't know. I found it a little, little more distracting. I like, I like this setup here. Although uh, that could change maybe one day, but and we'll, we'll deal with it. I'm glad that um, we got to do it. How was, uh, how was your trip to Austin, Texas, the ATX? It was great. Um, it was great. As our, our friend, what's that kid's name from the carnival? I don't know, but he's the best. That he's kid's the best ever. The the apparently kid. Apparently. Um, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Everyone was very hospitable. Um, you know, got to, you know, there were a couple little dinners we were invited to. It was fun. Um, got to hang out with a lot of the flow people, and, and it was good. The kids had a good time. Um, I almost let Natalie drown. That was one of the worst times for the kid because Willie, um, my daughter is three and therefore cannot swim at all. So Willie set her to sea and put her in the pool. And I turned around and she had a life vest on. <laughs> and she's just like slowly rotating in the water, like face down, experience. face up. And she like has her like this look on her face like, here we go. Like not like. <laughs> Really scared. Oh, so, she had a life vest on, and she went face down, back down, face down. She's rotating in the water slowly. It's like slow and the barrel. fear is setting in, and the facial expressions. Willie was like, <laughs> Willie was like so like scared, but he kept saying, "She's fine. Uh, she's fine. She's fine." <laughs> so I had to, and she's drifting to the. She's deep like end. she's drifting to the deep end. Not that it really matters because she's. She's got a life vest on, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I saved my daughter. Willie, <laughs> Willie lost, uh, pool privileges with, with my child. Oh, I had a pair of Timberland boots on. I, 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 <laughs> I was like, what, should I, what do I do here? What do I do? Do I jump in right now? Do I save a child's life or do I get these fresh Tim's soggy? I don't know. That's, that's one of those paradoxes. It's like, 
you know, do, can you rob a store to feed your family? It's like it's like in that same vein, right? It's poor reaction time by me. Poor reaction time. Like, if it was a leg attack, like you sprawled after your Burroughs was already driving through. That was that was the. But no, love love Austin. Cool town. Traffic's awful. Um, Traffic's awful. How's food's great? Food's great. I like Mexican food. There is a a little trailer of Mexican food across the street from Flow HQ. The best food in Austin. It doesn't make um. It's not going to be there long though, Willie. Uh, can I can I just tell you this? This place. Well, I mean, gen- generally speaking, the trailers, the food trailers are where it's at. The f- okay, yes, but when you're selling steak tacos with cheese, avocado, and and lettuce, and you're selling them for two dollars, you're you're going to be out of business really soon because there's it's impossible to. She's losing money. Yeah, she's losing money, there, and there's no way. Like me and Christian are sitting there. It's just a, it's this old Mexican lady that doesn't speak any English, and she doesn't drop. take cash, and, no, no and cash. but she makes the best food on earth and like so we get a couple tacos it's like two dollars each and uh then she's like ah come here come here and and she just like gives us a plate of pork carnitas meat and just she's losing money yeah she gives it for free it's just like a charity service she runs where you you get food um so that that was cool i don't know what else what else even happened i don't even know i don't even know it was a good time i don't even know either i don't even know willie willie does this thing where he's at a thing and then he just evaporates out of thin air. He did that at Martin's party, like he was. Some help- people call it. Some people call it the Irish escape. The Irish escape. Yeah, that's what that's what Nick Veliquet called it. He's like, like Willie was like helping me with Caleb with something, and then Caleb went to the bathroom and I come out and Willie just um, out of thin air was gone. And- I don't like to do the whole thing. I don't like to say goodbye. I do it every time. Really, I just I just leave. I just disappear. I don't like saying goodbyes, and then everybody's like, no, you can't leave yet, and then I have to say, yeah, I'm leaving, so yeah. I just leave. Well, Caleb thinks you hate him now, so good <laughs> job with that. Um, people are eating seeds, Willie. Do, do you want to talk about this? You're going to go pop culture on us? Well, you you sent me this article. Isn't it ridiculous? Everybody's getting hot. Like, why do people chase these highs? Like, there's a pill epidemic. with. Talk about this thing, though. Well, I saw a new one today. People are eating flower seeds. Like they, they had to take, they had to remove the seeds at Home Depot that people go and buy when they want to plant flowers because it has hallucinogenic effects, and people were buying them and eating them. So that's bizarre. Yeah. But who is the guy? Who is the degenerate loser who first says? I have no LSD. I'm going to go to Home Depot. I'm just going to start chewing on seeds and see what happens. And then this moron stumbles upon like three different seeds that get you high. This is this is the way the world's going, Willie. People are chewing seeds. People are going to Home Depot, buying seeds, and, and chewing them. This is what, yeah, I don't know. This is what's I don't happening know. in the world. Let's talk about wrestling. No home training. They ain't got no home training, Willie. None. Um... Today is his birthday. Big birthday today. Big B day. You know my birthday's this week too. A lot of people don't know that. It is. Yeah. Um, so t- today's also Matt Lindland's birthday, by the way. Happy it's birthday. It's also Matt. Obi Blanc's birthday. It's a good day. It's a great day, matter of fact. Happy birthday, Obi, Coach Lindland, and Flow Wrestling. Flow Wrestling turned ten today, Willie. What? What? Uh... First, first video ever uploaded was today. Yes. Yes. And what a day that was. Um, maybe we'll circle back to 10 years of flow. Want to do that? 
But what is what is your what is your um do you remember like the first time that you came across flow or heard of flow? Yeah, really pretty pretty early on I remember it. I remember J Rob interview, I remember um Apple throwing coach with, with Tom Brands. Um of course everyone remembers in like oh seven the Baku coverage was was amazing. Um the so those are some of my my earliest memories. I just remember really early on thinking, well, this is like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like in the first year or two, I was like this is the best thing in wrestling right now. <laughs> like I, it was like I don't for whatever reason it just checked every box for me as as a fan. Like I don't know, all this stuff sticks out. Like when Joe Williams was on the world team and like Martin was like busting his balls about being old and got him like a mug that said like old guys rule. And I just remember I was like, man, like the access and the trust that these guys have, like this is this is amazing. And like the Mafia game, do you remember watching that video? No. Oh my gosh. What was the Mafia game? So Mafia is like a, this funny, this fun like party kind of card game you play. Where, um, anyways, it's, it's a game, and you like to try to not let people know your role. Like someone's Mafia, someone's not, and uh, it's complicated. It's not gotcha. that complicated. Anyways. It's like Terry Brands, I think Tommy Rollins, a bunch. Of, it's like a world, the world team, and Terry, and Terry is mafia, and he keeps saying. There's this one clip where he's like, "I'm not mafia, I'm not mafia, I'm not." Like he says it like five or six times in a row, and then boom, it says like mafia right under it because he was. It, it was it was very funny. I how have you not seen that video? That's like I haven't seen it. I need to watch it. We should. Oh, that's iconic. We should run we should, it as a. Yeah, we should run, run those things again. Run and tell that it's a great. It, that's a great one. Um, obviously, the Russian national stuff is great. So I don't know what a, what my best memory. But those are some of my earliest memories of Flow and just thinking, this is amazing. How about you, bud? Yeah, when I first used it, kind of when I wanted to watch film of kids, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like a flow junkie right away. Um, it was more like when I was, I, I would w- watch it to, uh, when I was doing rankings and stuff for, for uh, recruiting rankings. And I'd look up film of guys to get a better idea. Most of them I had seen on the road, but, um, a lot, there was, there was also a lot that I didn't see. So I would use it in that way. I, I would always, um, bump into Joe and Bader on the road, you know? So that, my my kind of first um, interactions with Flo was, was per, like personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was pretty cool. I mean, sometimes you go on the road and, and you'd be like, hey, uh, you know, you got a hotel for me? Can can you comp me a room? And, and well, there was uh, several times where they put me and Joe together. You've done it when it worked together. So, um, uh, the early days of flow, you know, that's that was my first um, interactions, and and I remember flow at like PA tournament, the PA wrestling. T- I never forget PA wrestling tournament a bunch of years back, six seven years ago, and and the crowd like treated Joe like a celebrity. They yeah. like the kids loved him. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I still get asked. I'll get asked if I'm Joe Flow at tournaments sometimes. Like you, Joe Flo, and then I'll be like, "No, no, I'm like, my name's Christian." And then my kids will just walk away. <laughs> yeah, which that's just a compliment to me because Joe Joe's a big, handsome guy. Um, so yeah, happy birthday, Flo! It's 
It's amazing. Um, Hopefully to, we get to, 10 more years, right? Uh, Another 10. 10? Come on, man. Hopefully more well, than 10. Well, that's how I'm putting food on my family. All right. Um, you don't know. You know what I'm saying. It's I, a. I feel you. To ten more. Yeah. But normally you say that. The, normally you just say that to like Mabel when she turns eighty nine. It's like ah, to eighty nine more, Mabel, huh? And everyone kind of laughs because she's old and she won't live to be hundred. Why would you say that to an old lady? Um, I tell you, we might. Funny. We might not have ten more years in us if we went to Russian cadet tournaments. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. Sometimes there's guns at tournaments. Like we think we think we're hard on refs. These guys are packing heat. Yeah, the, the crazy thing about it too. So I, if somehow you missed it, the Russian Russian Cadet Nationals, I guess like our Akron. Right. Um they're holding their their Cadet World Team Trials and a kid gets mad that he loses and he like throws a kick and a punch at the end of the match, and the the mat floods with coaches and wrestlers and officials, and they're all there's a big scrum, and you can see a guy pull a gun. Now, if you watch it, a couple of I didn't catch it at first. A couple of the viewers caught it, and you can see several people with guns. Yes, yes, multiple people with with firearms. It was. Um, That's not good when there's children around. Not not ideal. I mean, the fight before it was pretty atrocious too. But but the kids just like, well, the one kid kind of attacked him. But yeah, I mean, I it was kind of stunning footage. But apparently, that the kid has been like kicked out of wrestling permanently. Um, the kid? Yeah, banned banned for life by uh, Mommy Ishvili. That's a that's what a tweet said. I don't know. If, True, but what about I, what about the guys with the? What is it like? They ha, what are their gun laws over there? You can just I, no. Apparently, um, this is according to um, Ivan the what um, the Twitter handle the, the Twitter, Twitter handle his, his Twitter handle I I you should follow this guy Sikom underscore D S I K O M underscore D everyone should follow him because he's great international information especially Russia. Um, he kind of was the first one to tweet the picture of the guy with the gun, um, which kind of, then we got the video and put that up. It was on YouTube. We embedded it. And so, yeah, and he said that he was banned and that the police are seeking the guys that had the guns. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, what's their laws like though? Oh, I don't, come on. I don't know. I don't know America's firearm laws. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I assume okay, you could carry you just, a gun. You don't go to a, a, a standard wrestling tournament and half the people in the gym ha- are, are packing. Right, right. But it's a different. I mean, I've never been over there, but I, I imagine it's a different, different world, completely and totally. So that mm. was kind of. Uh, they need to get their act together. Yeah, Russia, rush, Russian wrestling. I mean. I don't know, man. Like, I'll say I I don't understand why Mommy Shvili is still allowed to be around anything. I mean, I'll probably get my head cut off for that. I but hope you don't explain die. to me. Explain to me how that's a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. He's elected, right? He's an elected. Is it just because it's money? I I don't it's know. I mean, he's the president of the Russian Wrestling Federation. He's like the VP of 
UWW or something similar. I don't know. The, do you want to elaborate more on him? Because people may be like, who's this guy? Well, I mean, he's like a known mobster, right? Right. He's a known mobster. He's done bad things. Um, I mean, the reputation is that he has people whacked, right? Yeah. Uh, I just want to stay off that list. I, I do too, but I, what I just don't understand it in this day and age when everybody wants to clean up their act, and I, I don't understand how they get let a guy with that reputation not only not only run their governing body, but how he has any sort of well, how does UWW let him have any kind of position? Yeah. And I think I think the word you use there is that's important is reputation because whether or not and, and I'm not being naive I you know come on dude don't no no listen just quiet your mouth I'm not saying there's a chance like you know this is all untrue and this is a good guy but even if he if he just having the reputation surrounding him that alone I think that should be enough like. Uh, if if you have a guy with all this baggage, true or not, do, do you want him around the sport? You know what I'm saying? Just the the optics of it, right? Well, like, uh, he might he might just be. A I'm monster. not for, I'm not for like tar and feathering. I'm I'm not for ousting people based on reputation. But it's more than reputation. Give me a break. Okay. Well, I mean, n- reputation matters in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, it's, I know, but it's more than reputation. I mean, he's not allowed in our country. He's not allowed in the United States. He's not allowed. He tried, and they said no. So that's that. That tells you something. There's something going on there. Russia's man. I don't know enough about it, but weird situation there. Um, where else? What else you want to do? You want to stick with Russia? No, okay. I don't. I mean. No, I I just don't get it. UWW is doing a lot of good things, like Absolutely. we say all the time, but uh, having him involved is questionable, suspect. Um, how about we move on to the the Columbia, a job opening? Yeah. So Carl Fraunhofer. I didn't see that coming. No, I sure didn't. I didn't see it either. Um, you know, he stepped down out of kind of something we've been seeing, well, somewhat frequently. Guys just leaving. The sport of wrestling, or, you know, at least professionally. You know, Coach Onspach at Hofstra did that. Um, Coach Eider for a time was like, I just kind of want to get out of this, but now he's back at Maryland. Um, and now Coach Fraunhofer is taking a job in California. I don't believe it's it's wrestling related. It's certainly not to coach a, a D1 team or anything like that. So he's gone. And um, so, yeah, we have another, another vacancy. So now we have Boise State still yet to be filled, um, and now Columbia. So kind of on each side of the country, we've got a, uh, a an opening. What do, you, what do you think about that opening, and who could potentially be considered? Um, I heard one interesting name I heard. Now, this is like not – I'm not hearing this from any inside sources, right? This is just a, a fan was like, hey, how about this name? And – it was Troy Nickerson, and I thought that was interesting. He's a New York guy. No way. Um, uh, he's a he's a Ivy League, Ivy League guy. Um, yeah, but I just thought it made sense in a, in a lot of. Um, I don't think it makes any a lot sense. of areas. I don't think it makes sense for Troy at all. First of all, why? 
why you're just getting things rolling. You're just and now you want to start over. Basically, start over. Columbia is a essentially it's not a ground zero, but it's it's pretty close. And why would you? I don't know. Northern Colorado, you can kind of get a lot of kids in your school. Columbia, mm-hmm. you're so limited, and you don't have yeah. He went to Cornell, where you can get kids in that are not that, mm-hmm. that you can't get into Columbia. They don't have the um, junior college kids aren't transferring to Columbia, and they're not. Um, they're, there's not this ag school thing that you can get kids in, and that's not a dig at Cornell. That's a compliment to their engineering, their ability to build a a national power at an Ivy League school. But Columbia can't do yeah, that. I mean, Columbia can't do that. Nickerson would have to know that. Sure, sure, he knows that. So why why would you put yourself in a position? Why are you just making life? You're just making life hard for yourself. Uh it's 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 sort of a homecoming. He's from Long Island. Columbia's in the Is city. He from Long Island? I don't think he's from Long Island. I think he is. Uh, or maybe he's, maybe he's not he's from maybe. New York. I don't think he's from Long Island. He's from Binghamton. Oh, is he? Yeah, not Strong Island. All right. Well, still, you know, it's back east. It's his home state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't, know. I don't see it. I don't see it. Stay, Troy. Stay in Northern Colorado. How about like a guy like Joe Dubuque? Ooh, I like Joe Dubuque. I could nope. see that, but I just don't see him leaving. Even though he's not the head man at Princeton, that I mean. It's just you're just about to get the fruits of of this labor at Princeton. Like it's about to it's about to go down. Like they're coming. I I don't know if I jump off yet. You know I keep... I don't see I I I look at things. I I see what you're the, the I don't the feeling get... I feeling I get from you is that you're like well is it really a place I can win and I don't I don't think like that and I don't think a lot of these coaches think like this. I think a lot of I, I would think you give me a job, I'm winning. I'm winning wherever I'm going. I'm going to outwork everybody, and I'm going to win. I'm going to make gains. Yeah, let me know how that works out. Um, that's that's not how it really works. And I, I just uh, I'm just uh, like don't don't try to be happier than happy. Like like it's not the time. There's going to be a time when Joe Dubuque stock. What do you mean it's not how it works? That is. Um, that is a dumb statement. Th- there's only a handful of schools that can win. NCAs, period. Well, Columbia ain't one of them. I ain't saying win NCAs. Well, you said I'm, I'm saying... gonna beat them all. No, you're actually not. Okay, then you're limited to five schools in the world. No, I'm saying the the, the mentality of I'll just go and I'll just beat everybody. Well, that's not how it works. No. Okay. It works. I w- wrestlers typically have the mentality of I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna do well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I, that, I mean, you're not that winning means... a national title at Princeton either. No, but... You're not winning a national title at any school except for seven. Yeah, there's not there's not many options. But that's... So, Dubuque's and, and, in and a guess, great situation. Guess what? And guess what? There's more than seven schools with a coach. Listen, why... Why put yourself in a in a worse situation? You, I mean... Why how, is it worse? How well supported... I mean, do you know... Princeton How well ex- supported? It's called the Andy Barth head coach of Columbia. Yeah, that's how well supported it is. Okay, okay. Uh, 
I, I, I don't think it's in as good a situation as Princeton is. And I think they're in a position right now. At Princeton, things are about to go really well there. And I think you're better off waiting a couple years. I'm not saying just stay an assistant your entire career. And this is for anyone. This is for a guy like like Chris Pendleton or, or guys like that that are about to probably up their stock even more. Jobs are going to continue to come open. And if you can continue to build your your coaching resume and coach a national champion or coach a multiple All-American team or build – I think it takes time, and I think you should get in. While, I think you should get in as soon as possible. Like, all right, for example, let, think about no. I see. This, I think this listen to this. Listen take... to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Think about Frank Beasley. Okay, that guy um, was put in to be the coach, or I think was considered for the coaching position at, at Bloomsburg. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did not get it. He's at Raleigh. He coached, helped coach NC State to their their best team ever. He's mm-hmm. hauled in a number one consensus number one recruiting class in the country. Do you think Frank Beasley's gonna be able to do when the time comes a heck of a lot better than Bloomsburg? The answer is yes. That is my point. You don't want to jump from head coach position to head coach position. It, that's not the path. When you take that head job. Most of the time, that's the final destination for most of these coaches. That's the kind of the epitome. So now Frank Beasley's that's not true for for many. You can for, go head coach to head coach. Yeah, you can, you can, you can. You saw, it. you see it a lot. But for a Santor- lot of the, who Santoro, Santoro. I mean, a lot of it. Tom Brands has, but but this is not Tom Brands. This is not Pat Santoro. This is not Pat Papalizio. I'm I'm just saying in general. In general, I say I say get the wheels running sooner than later. I say, uh, a Joe Dubuque could He's go. He's got to- the wheels running. They've got the wheels running. These coaches have the wheels running at, at your own program. Joe Dubuque could go to Columbia, do do well there, and and move on to a different school if the time comes. But it's the thing is, it takes a while to do well there. So like in three to four years, Columbia might not have an All-American. They might not. It's going to take so much time. Well, now your stock's like, well, he can't. He's not really getting it going at Columbia. Meanwhile, if he just hung at Princeton, hung at Princeton, hung at Princeton, then who knows what job comes available. Then uh, what What job's going to open? I, I don't know. Jobs come up. Who thought that Boise would come available? That's a pretty good job. Fresno State. I mean, that's just jobs in the last couple of years that I would prefer. And that's just me. To a Columbia position. I think that I would much rather have – I would love to see Chris Pendleton take a Boise State. He ain't going to do it. I know he ain't going to do it. And maybe the questions are – maybe the issues are how much how much school support is there? How much is an administration administration? Exactly. You? Yeah. How many scholarships do they get? I understand those things. But, and, and wrestling people are smart, right? They understand the limitations of some of these schools. So you go there, you do a pretty darn good job, and you get recognized for that. And then maybe Chris Pendleton goes from a Boise State to, you know, to another school. There, there's a reason that there were all those names floated around initially about Boise that were amazing coaches, and now we're left with the finalists of, of I don't know, ben, man. Chari- I think, ben Charrington and Coach Mendoza. I think, I think people are being – I think college coaches are sometimes uh, college assistants are sometimes too picky. I understand about the, the you want you want nine point nine and you want um, 
financial support and you want to maybe make more than you make as an assistant coach that might be that might be a slight requirement maybe that would be good to take this promotion you would expect to maybe make more money you can build it and you can get alumni it's it's it takes a lot to to it's a lot of hard work but wrestling people aren't averse to uh to hard work you build the alumni base you build the the booster club yeah Okay. You get things uh, endowed. I don't know. I, I think, um, I think, sometimes we lose the better coach because of the situation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Let's go. Let's move on. Uh, Roman Flazer. Just one little nugget about him. He. He was like a god growing up. Like he was only a couple years older to me, older than me, but he was a couple times state champ in New Jersey. Went to Hofstra, was an AA. He was been assistant there for a long time at Columbia, and maybe he's a guy. So um, those are a couple names for the Columbia. We'll see. Yep. Well, not sure which way they'll go. More to come there. Where to, Brad? Um. So please, Ryan Blease became official. Yep. We mentioned that a week or two ago that he was looking around and he decided on Virginia Tech. I think that, I mean, if it was truly down to Nebraska or Virginia Tech, I think Virginia Tech is the clear best option for him because I I don't view Ryan as a 65-pounder personally. And uh, 57, I think, suits him better. That's where he fits at Virginia Tech. And I think think it'll work out. I'm not like sold on this being like uh, this great thing, this great pickup, right? Like, I think his stock was higher when he was in high school. He hasn't he hasn't progressed in a way um, that that leads me to believe he's going to be elite. Now you can mm-hmm. say, but the thing is, the thing I keep coming back to is how is he not better in that situation? I mean, he is training. Here's his training yeah, partners. Yeah, he had great workout He's partners. He's training with Alex Derringer, Chandler Rogers, Chance Marsteller when he was there, Joe Smith. Like, if if you ain't going to get better there, are you going to be – I mean, maybe it's just – maybe this, yeah, it just I, didn't work there and he wasn't motivated I, because he wasn't going to ever see the line. I don't think that was the case. I, I don't that think... doesn't seem like Ryan, right? Right. Ryan's kind of known for being a really hard worker. So if that's the case and you make that leap, then – you assume he was working very hard. He was training hard. Well, then he just didn't get better, right? No. So it's, it's head scratching. You know, there's there's these blue chip recruits, and some of them work out and some of them don't. And you, you you're often left scratching your head why they didn't work out. Sometimes it becomes known. Well, he was partying too much. Well, academics didn't jive too well. Well, he didn't really get along with the coaches. Well. This and, and some you know sometimes you know but sometimes they're just head scratchers. I don't know why Ryan Belize doesn't look like Ryan Belize anymore. Yeah, and maybe it will. You know, change the scenery, things will get better. Who knows? But right now, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to be cautious. I'm not going to say, oh yeah, pencil this guy in. I hope he does well. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I, I hope do. he does well. I Ryan's an awesome kid, man. Yeah. He's an awesome kid. Uh. But I, I think what what you're getting at is both in the results and in what you see of where Ryan Blee is at when you watch him, 
he doesn't look like a world beater. You no. can't you can't can't predict like some great success at this time. At this time, exactly right. Not to say it can't happen, but just right now you can't you can't really predict that. But you never know. Sometimes change of change of scenery can go a long way. And it's not that Virginia Tech has a room with you know a fish. I mean, there's a lot of tough kids around his way. He'll be rolling with St. John's Attic, McFadden, Epperly. Like he's he'll be certainly pushed, but. The room wasn't an issue at Oklahoma State either. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, on Singlet Watch, Washington State approved or will approve. They, they at least submitted a proposal to approve. It sounds like it's going to go through for the two-piece option, rash guard and, and fight short or compression shirt and fight shorts. Um, that, that's along with... Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Arizona, I believe, is... It's going to go through, and a couple other states are, are thinking about it. Um, and, and you had an interesting, you had an interesting exchange, right, on Twitter. It wasn't really an exchange. I just, I just disagreed with a, with a take there. I don't, I don't want to make it a bigger, bigger thing than it is or cause person. I just, it's, it's, well, it's, it, it's, it's not, a little it's not re- about this one person. It's, it's not about the person that tweeted it because there's several. Yeah, it's wrestling traditionalists that say this kind of stuff. And he said, you know, if um, somebody said, you know, if if a kid doesn't want to wrestle because of a singlet, he w- wasn't he wouldn't have made it anyway. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't last anyway. It's just not true. I mean, it's just categorically untrue, and it's it's a barrier. It's an unnecessary barrier to get into the sport. And I just think that is so. I just think it's a really small, small-minded take to say that. Oh, well, they just ain't tough. They won't wear a singlet. I mean, it's like, it's like, I don't know. So, Christian last a, night, such a meathead Christian, take, right? Like, Christian, yeah. Christian last night, we're like, we're like chatting. Oh gosh. On the computer while we're watching, uh, the NBA playoffs, and he's like, Christian's like, Russell Westbrook would have been undefeated. He never would have lost a match. <laughs> I was being, I was being funny. Yeah, I think Russell Westbrook would have been an awesome wrestler. If he just started. He is he is intense, right? He does. Like, dude, he, does, he just goes hard. Yeah. He just goes. Well, first of all, he's like ridiculously athletic. Like he's the things he can do with the ball. Like he's like he's faster than everyone dribbling than they are running. Like he's and he plays so recklessly and so hard. I think I think he would have been a good wrestler. Um, yeah, probably undefeated. Probably undefeated for life. For, for life, he never lost ever. No, but. Come on, you gotta you gotta recognize he probably would have been pretty good. Just I think he's got the mentality for it, not just the athletic skills. This is kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of a weird weird pivot there um, by you from the, from the single. Attack. Well, I was thinking about I was thinking about um, okay attract, oh, yeah. attracting more kids, you know. Right, and w- one thing I'll say, the idea of quote making it in the sport. What's making what is, what is making it in the sport like? And they wouldn't have made it. They wouldn't have lasted anyways. Well, what's lasting? You have to do it. A, a lot of kids play baseball and basketball through elementary, middle school, and then they find other interests. They do other things. But they're still fans of the sport. Like, I didn't play basketball in in high school, obviously. But, I, you know, I don't think Willie did. Willie wrestled. But we like basketball. We like other sports. We like – I never played football in my that's life. A, that's a similar – that's a similar um, – But but with wrestling – it's a similar kind of mentality too, right? Because 
um, people in wrestling, the, the, the singlet thing is also like, oh, well, if you like basketball, real men don't like basketball. Yeah, that's not I'm true. Not. I mean, if you saw, um, so we get a lot of metrics, right? We know what people like, and we have a lot of data about um, what our consumers like. And it is unbelievable the percentage of our Facebook likes and our Twitter followers and uh, all the data we have, you guys actually love basketball. And you also love football. You love football more, but you love basketball. So don't tell me, wrestling purists, you don't like basketball because we see the numbers. They do not lie. You love it. And that's okay. It's okay because it's not better than wrestling. We know that. But it's okay to like something else. It's not cheating it's okay on. To watch it's not cheating on your wife to like basketball, guys. So stop it. And we know what you like. We see what you what you follow. Um, but my point is, I guess, what is making it in the sport? Like you got to wrestle in college, or you got to wrestle all the way from eight years old up till you graduate high school, and then that's like it's okay to have someone just be a fan of sport. They did it casually. Um, and then it, it didn't stick for them or they weren't good or, or whatever happened. Like you don't have to be a, a lifer. Like I compete my whole life and then I coach the rest of my life and that's making it in the sport. Um, it, it's, it's a barrier. It's an unnecessary barrier and we should get rid yeah, of it. We and, should, we should want as many kids to wrestle at some point in their life ever. Right? Like I played, uh, I played little league baseball and I watched, a lot of Yankees games. I, um, you know what I mean. So you build that community. You right. build that. You're, you're a fan of the sport. Right. And and I just hate the idea. You don't know how many kids that that I tried to get to come out for wrestling. They they are the toughest freaking kids you'd ever met. These are kids that that get up and farm all day long, and and then they go to school, and then they they go back and they work. And these are these are blue collar kids, and they're just like. I'm not wearing that. Like, it's not because they're not tough people. They're tougher than most of you. They work harder than most of you. And that might hurt, but that's the reality. And they're not coming out. Um, and, and I think I think it's sad that... But, hey, guess what? Guess what, Willie? Hmm. Forget what they say because it doesn't matter. Because it's hmm. going that way. It's coming. It's happening. And I am thankful that, that Flow Wrestling is one wants to be a part of that movement that movement that gets us out of the the singlet and um hopefully it's dead sooner rather than i don't later. know what do you think uh you know united world wrestling came out with new singlets i i thought we would see something more dramatic and a lot of the community wrestling community was like what's the difference yeah what's the difference i thought you know we were gonna i thought we were gonna see some overhaul but it's not an overhaul there's you know it's still a singlet and just different color scheme and uh, I thought it was a good first change. I really um, don't. I really don't think the the place to start is at the international level. Really, I think this is something you start at the bottom and and work up. Well, instead. it's definitely, it's definitely you know at the world level, it's kind of out of our control. I don't want to say you know it's not, it's not in our control in the United States either. But we can certainly push for it more than we can at the world level. And so let's start. Let's start in uh let's start in America. But um I, I think that United World Wrestling the the first thing it's it's they're they're addressing that presentation is an issue. And that's a good first step in my opinion. 
because they're recognizing that these ugly red and blue things you can do more with. There's a reason why there's a reason why NFL jerseys sell. There's a reason why Golden State Warriors have Golden State Warriors colors and and the Houston Rockets have the Houston Rockets colors. Um because you recognize them and there's there's style to it. And think about so, the soccer jerseys. You can't yeah. you can't walk a hundred yards without seeing someone in a freaking soccer jersey anymore. So they're, they're identifying that yeah, presentation does matter and there's a coolness factor. And so let's individualize the designs a little bit. And so I think it's I think recognizing that presentation matters is a good first step. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Enough single takes, Willie. Where do you want to go? You want to go? I want to ask. I want to ask you this. I want to ask you: Is Imar going sixty-five? I do think that he will go one sixty-five, Willie. You do? I do. Based on what? Based on that's a that's need to know basis, Willie. I just think that's the plan right now. Okay. I think he will. I think he'll go up. Um. He's going to universities, I do believe. Really? Yeah. Sweet. 74 kilos. So that'll be a little... Remember when everybody was trying to say he was going to go 65 kilograms? Because he was. Yeah, it's called, right. It's called plans change, Willie. Like you say you'll do yeah. something and then you don't I do said... it. Plans change. Yeah, so I said... Like Willie said he was going to wrestle me one time and he wouldn't wrestle me. His plans changed. But I still had my shoes. When did that happen? That happened... Um, I don't know. A couple that ha- right, that lie. That's a lie. Oh, Flow Nationals. I didn't say I was gonna wrestle you. I didn't even bring shoes. Why are you always lying? Well, I said that he was never gonna make sixty five. I said it ain't gonna happen. Everybody said, Well, that's the player, and that's you know I heard that he's gonna do it. Ain't never gonna happen, I said, and it didn't. You guys were out of your minds, no, all no, of you. No. All of the wrestling world was out of their minds. Wow. Ta- didn't did we have a show yesterday talking about revisionist theory? Like that's that's you. Right what now. do you mean revisionist? I said from Jump Street. Yeah, but it, it's it's only it only is valid just because something doesn't didn't happen doesn't mean it couldn't have happened. The injury it, derailed no, everything. No, it did not. He is a. Human being isn't going to wrestle 57. Isaiah Martinez isn't going to wrestle 57. Well, Mark. And then two weeks later, make 143. Mark Perry it, thought he would. I, I don't care. Okay. I, I just, uh, then I just agree with Mark Perry. Cool. Cool, Willie. You were right, man. Yeah, Ga- no Guys, kidding. Willie was right. He no was, kidding. He was right about a thing. What else is new? Hey, put it on your resume. Willie called. What? Willie called Imar not going 65 for the trials. I did. Nailed it, dude. Nailed it. Holy cow. Speaking of what else is new, get this. I cannot believe you typed these words in the doc. Go ahead and say it. Alex Cisneros just signed with Nebraska Kearney. Who who could ever care about that? Why would we care about that? What do you mean why would you care about that? Why do people care about that? Alex Cisneros was a huge recruit. Uh... Okay. Alex Cisneros was like a huge thing. Uh, he was good. He never, I mean, it was pretty obvious early on in Cornell he wasn't going to be a, a thing. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just a classic 
good, really good high school wrestler, didn't work out in college, leaves and immatriculates in a lower I know, division. I don't find that interesting. I don't know. We never talked about Michael Pixley going to Grandview or, I don't know, Destin McCauley. Well, that happened. There. We never talked about Destin McCauley. That like, happened out of the gate. What happened out of the gate? Pixley? Pixley. Well, he originally committed to Illinois. Right, right. Never stepped foot on campus there, though. Right. Right. Okay. Any any other any other breaking news? I can't believe you don't find that interesting. I don't, I don't find that the least bit interesting. I mean, it's, I just don't think people will find. I well, this is this show is about wrestling, but it's about entertainment. And uh, Alex Cisneros to Nebraska Carney is not going to move the meter. Uh, I I don't care about moving. I I, think I do. That, I think that's drastic. I think that's very, very interesting. You just, you're just obsessed with that article that they did about him in California Wrestler. No, well, that was bizarre. <laughs> that was that was one of the worst things I've ever read. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So let's Beat preview. Let's preview World. the weekend now. Finally, you know, we've gone a long time. It's not like us to not have a live. Major live event. It's not like wrestling to not have a major live event in in weeks, but weeks. uh, yeah, but it's been that. It's a different calendar year with the Olympics in play and everything. Um, but now, kind of messed up. But now we get into beat the streets. And Christy, you just wrote an, an article on uh, Mustafa Jakor and Jaden Cox, and you really like this Jakor guy. You watched some video on him. Oh my goodness, this guy. This guy's really good. He probably got on the good stuff. Um, and he, he's a problem for Jaden, I think. I think he is. Although, and I, as I say that, and as, as I said in the article, the areas where he is, like, really good, I'm not sure if, if he's going to be able to get there to those positions. He's going to be able to just get and pull on the head and wear Jaden out. Jaden's probably going to work more from space and, and clear those ties and try to not get hold, held on. But... I just keep coming back to Jaden Cox, Kyle Dake, and I think if Kyle Dake could move Jaden around like this, Jakar is really going to have a lot more success because he's 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 full size, he's big. This guy manhandled Clayton Foster, who Jaden beat seven seven. Uh, I I think it. I just don't see where Jaden scores on him. Period. I think it'll probably be a low scoring. I don't think Jakar is going to run up the score on him. But I don't see where Jaden gets it to it. Guys don't get to this guy's legs. I watched like a lot of his matches. Dudes do not get to this guy's legs. He doesn't let you in. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, but Jaden you know, is so talented. I just keep, yeah, I I really struggle with. He's it. so talented, and and he keeps developing, and he's, I don't know. I I think he's probably. Uh, more settled into 86. He probably gets more settled in every day and, and more acclimated to freestyle every day. Uh, He's scary to pick against, dude. Jacor is good, and, and maybe, you know, i probably probably lean him in the match, but uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. He can, and here's the thing. Jacor. He likes to shoot a double leg, pick you up, looks for exposure. Like, he kind of blows through you on attacks. If you get... And, and Jaden... Have you ever seen Jaden, like, double-legged? No. No. Like, have you seen anyone just run over Jaden? 
I haven't seen. I've seen him out scrambled by McIntosh. I saw him get ankle picked by Snyder, but it really doesn't happen. So for that reason, I'm like, well, if Jaden can get into use his flexibility, use his scrambling, use his counters, he could maybe give this guy some serious trouble in the finishing department when he gets to his legs. So for for that reason, I'm like, you, you can't count him out if he can make it. If he can put the match in the positions he wants to be in, he's got a shot. But he is an underdog. But he's tough. He's tough to pick against. Um, different kind of card for Beat the Streets this year. Uh, several junior matches. Yeah. Several women. Um, and one Greco, uh, the Olympic champ at 66 kilograms, Kiang Wu. Kiang Wu against Andy Bisak, who's been bronze the last two years at 74. So, um, Christian, you watched tape on him? I did, yeah. I think, I mean, obviously the guy's an Olympic champion. I think his style mirrors a little bit of what Andy does, wants to get on top. Um, Wu is maybe a little more diverse on his feet and on the mat. He's got a couple more turns maybe than Andy, but I think Andy is better at his go-to stuff than, than Wu is. I I really think Andy's got a good shot here. I really I really think he does. Wu is fantastic, um, but I think Andy's gonna be a little stronger. And well, I he think didn't his go. Low, his low gut is just unstoppable. You can't stop. Like Wu's Wu stuff, he can go. Um, he, he Wu doesn't look for turns. He gets correct throws a lot. Like he picks guys up off the mat and basically just carries them and moves them and gets two points. It's really, it's kind of a, actually a frustrating part of Greco Roman yeah. rules when you watch it like Wu will pick the dude up move him a couple steps fall on his back the guy will land on top of him and he'll get two points like it's really just like a fancy deadlift that you get two points for I don't I don't really appreciate the technique but it won him that's no, what I always say. if it's if if it's correct throw you'd get points if, if it was so correct he would expose or you I mean you wouldn't land on your back like basically you're just picking him up and moving him and uh, the the rules for that is are like arbitrary or uh, vague. 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 L- listen to this. S- make sense of this, Willie. To the wrestler who applies a correct hold while standing on the mat or in the parterre position with three points of contact, but who does not secure control by passing behind in Greco-Roman wrestling. Well, what does that mean? That, does that in any way resemble what we see, how it call, how it's called? I, I don't, so can't make it. That sense. sounds like that sounds like from neutral though. Well, no, it says from standing on the mat or in the parterre position. But mm. three three points of contact. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, but that's how he scores a lot. But he can also go reverse lift. He's got some fancy stuff on his feet, but we don't get to see. It, but... We don't get to see those guys a lot. The Asian country, for some reason, like he he didn't go to, I think he went to 2013 Worlds, but he did not go to 2014 Worlds because every every four years they have the Asian. championships, yeah, right? The continental the, the the continental championship, not the con or the whatever the case was. He he didn't go to Tashkent, and a lot of Asians didn't go to Tashkent. I don't because, blame them. From what I've heard of Tashkent, that was probably a smart move. Well, the 
that wasn't the reason they didn't go. The reason they didn't go is because to them, their Continental is so important. And they get a lot of prize money for winning the Continental, for winning the Asians. Right. And so a lot of those countries sent their but didn't send did. anybody or sent their B guy, yeah. sent their second stringer to Tashkent and sent their A guy to Asians and, and that's where Wu was. Right, but we saw him last year at Worlds. So we've seen him. He's been in the mix. Um and yeah, I think that's I mean that's the most credential loaded match of the entire evening. It's gonna be it's gonna be really good. It should be high level stuff. Give me Bezik. Give me Bezik? Give me Bezik. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one another guy. You have to watch Galage, the eighty-four kilogram that's wrestling Zahid. Zahid. He he walked through their. He walked through Junior Worlds last year, uh, and he's he's Junior eligible again. It's there's some goofy stuff going on in Iran with with his situation, like. He's almost like good enough that they would consider having him at the senior trials, but he was injured for the junior trials. And he can't be Karimi. There, there's different stories. There's different stories on if he is or is not getting a special wrestle off for is the he even ju- healthy for the junior spot. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I, so it's a tough match for Zahid. But it's it's a guy you want to check out. Um, and, you know, Zahid's darn good. He just kind of owned our NCAA champion. Um, and so this week we also had the Junior World Team Trials. Christian's going to be busy. Fly to New York. Fly to Texas. Uh, he's doing both Beat the Streets and Junior World Team Trials where I will be. And it's kind of an interesting situation in that it was just, I don't know, three weeks ago that we saw most of this field. So... It's kind of like run this whole thing back uh, with the exception of, uh, you know, some some new entries. And and one of those new entries. um, And I think I think after Vegas, no offense to anybody, we we saw the champions and we were like, well, we should be good here. We need to we probably need to upgrade here. Let's see if more uh, some more guys get in the fray at certain weights and. Heavyweight was a weight that we were like, eh, I don't know how strong we'll be in the world here. And, and now we have Jordan Wood uh, entering at 120 kilograms. Yeah, Wood, Wood is super interesting in that, well, one, he tech smashed um, Riley Streifel a year ago at Fargo. Just and Riley Streifel was the winner of Riley Vegas. Riley Streifel won Vegas. So part of me is like, well, Wood, Wood should probably win this, right? But another part of me is like, Jordan's not particularly large at 120, I don't think. I, I view him as like a 220-pounder-ish kind of guy. Yeah. So a bigger, stronger guy could give him problems. But then again, who is big and strong and good at this weight? Like, like Strifle's good, but he's not, like, huge. Grayson's good. He's not huge. And uh, it, it kind of feels like Wood should should just take care of business here. Unless, yeah, some, I mean, unless someone else enters. I mean, I don't know. And Wood is a little injury prone, right? Like, doesn't he can get dinged up? That that scares me a little bit that he could get mm-hmm. that he could get injured. But kind of feels like he's the guy at one twenty at ninety six. Well, a bunch of Penn State guys registered, right? Like, yes, a bunch of Penn State guys. So, well, and three guys that weren't at Vegas registered. Kassar, 
Nolf, and Nickel. So that's a big three. And uh, mm-hmm. you, could, you could see scenarios where all three of those guys end up in the finals, if not on the team. Um, mm-hmm. It sets up a really interesting 74-kilogram bracket with Chenzo, Nolf, and Hall sitting in the finals. Hall, who is going to Penn State, and two other Penn State guys, could see some lion-on-lion crime. Of course, Logan Massa, Anthony Valencia will have a lot to say about that as well. But who do you who do you see coming out of that challenge bracket at seventy four? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I I don't know. I could see any of them. Maybe Nolf. Yeah, that's where I lean. I would I would probably lean Nolf. Um, depending I, on how big he is, Nolf Massa are my two. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't count out Vincenzo. I just one match that we didn't see. We didn't see Massa, Chenzo. right? That was uh, when I left Vegas. I was like, man, it was great. That's the one match I wish I could have seen. Wish it would have happened. So the way the seeding will probably work is that Hall sits in the finals. Massa will have to be the one seed. Nolf and Chenzo will probably be the two and three. Uh, Valencia might be the three. Yeah, Nolf, yeah. Nolf the four. Nolf the four. So maybe we will see Nolf uh, Massa. Nolf Massa, but that's a match we saw a year ago, and, and Massa beat him at the trials, mm-hmm. I do believe. But obviously Jason Nolf jumped levels. Same can be said probably for Logan. I cannot wait for this event. Uh, I missed I missed Vegas, um, but... Definitely, I wouldn't miss this for the world. This is going to be great. It's going to and and there's a finality to this, in that this is going to be our team. Yes, it's yes. going to be our junior. And you're worlds. going to junior worlds to France. Yeah, yep. So, um, I am going to write an article too because the Russian, the Russian junior and cadet teams are set, and so I want to I want to write an article on that and kind of I want to do as much research as I can. It's really great this year. That we're getting kind of rosters from these hammer, these hammer teams. That the Iranian cadet team is set, and so you can research them, maybe watch some film on guys. So I'll be prepared for those tournaments. But um, um, this weekend sets it all. It's Spencer Lee. Let's uh, let's just go through. I'm gonna you're gonna we're gonna rapid fire. You have to pick the team. Okay. Okay. All right. Fifty. Uh, Spencer Lee, no doubt. No, uh, the the Iranian. This is not rapid fire. If you go uh, like, if you go into like a thing afterwards, you can circle back to the Iranian, whatever. Fifty five. Okay. Uh, I'll take Dayton. He sits in the finals. Now remember, some of these guys sixty. Can, uh, they can they can sixty push their they can push their wrestling. Really, you are the worst rapid fire. If this was like a war, what 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 are you rushing for? You double park. It's ten fifty eight. We can circle back to this stuff. Are you just gonna say anytime people? Re- All right. The rapid Date fire is fi- rapid Date fire fixed. is fun because it's rapid. Fix sixty. Yanni. Yup. Sixty six. Uh, Pantelia. Yeah. Seventy four. Marco. Yes. Eighty four. Mm, Zahid Valencia. Bo Nickel. Okay. 96. <sighs> Kassar. Yes. Jordan Wood. Yes. That's rapid fire. Boom, 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 boom. Now we can circle back. You can talk about the Iranian after you said Spencer Lee. We can talk about the guy sitting out post-rapid fire. What were you saying about Spencer Lee? You said the Iranian. 
The Iranian that he wrestled last year, um, Spencer did at 50. He's back at 50 as well. Dang. So, you know, he crushed him. So that's a good thing for us, right? They need we need to drop down like a 26-year-old or something. They they need to – they need to – when does Spencer Lee feel like – I mean, how does he stay so hungry? It's like these are just not even matches. Like it, it looks I, like – Well, I, I would love it if I was him. Yeah, I guess so. But at some point – can't You can't – feel bad you can't feel bad that you're crushing everybody on the world level not feel bad not feel bad but just feel like give me someone right like give me a give me someone that's gonna push me like he's just there's no way to do that i know there's there's nobody that can do it it's unsolvable it's not really a solvable problem it's i mean they we need to get some old cadets now it's juniors so those guys are at least 25 is there anybody that can make 110 pounds in the world, any human being. Yeah. Oh, this was great. Who asked this question? Like, could Spencer win the Olymp? If, if fifty kilograms was an Olympic weight, yeah. Could anyone beat Spencer Lee? No, I don't think so. Who's who? Who could who could do that? I mean, that's, re- what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's no human being on Earth at 110 pounds that can beat Spencer Lee. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that was like an Olympic weight, or approximately. Deal with it. Hashtag deal with it. Man. Okay, so what a weekend. This is this is great. I can't wait for this weekend. I'm leaving tomorrow, Willie, by the way. the Oh, guys, the press conference for Beat the Streets is tomorrow. We'll have all kinds of cool stuff from that. Interviews, previews, everything. Reviews. Purviews. <laughs> we'll have great views of um, Central Park. Um at the NYAC, it's going to be a great time. Interviews of Central Park? No, views, views of Central Park, because it it overlooks. Have you not been at the NYAC? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know I love Beat the Streets, Willie, so you know I'm pretty fired up about this. I can't wait till you get the text. I'm going to beat you when you get the text. Please, bring, I dare you to bring shoes. You won't do it. I ain't, I ain't, I know you I ain't wrestling there. I know, that's what I just said. You won't. I don't oh, go to wrestling tournaments to wrestle. You want? You, you did wanna... one time. Which tournament was it? I can't remember. Yeah, I broke my foot. No, yeah, I I broke your foot last time. This is why Willie won't wrestle me. He wrestled me last year at the U.S. Open. I damaged him. He walked around like like a. I, I got turf toe because I push off on my foot so hard and blow through. You could shots not. Bl- on you. you didn't blow through me. You didn't blew blow through me. shots on you. you you're you're delusional. You'd probably beat me in a wrestling match, but you're delusional. If I can take you to those deep waters, you might be in trouble, son. Because I'm living the, I'm living the life, as they say. I don't live the life. <laughs> I know. All right. So you're not gonna wrestle me officially, right? It's not gonna happen. No. All right. Maybe one day. I mean, not this weekend. Not this weekend. You should okay. move down to Austin. I beat your butt daily. You won't. You'll just dip. All right. It's eleven oh two. Here in Virginia, are you ready to bid these people adieu? Let them adieu. Happy birthday. Day. Oh. Happy birthday, Flow Wrestling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. Um, unfortunately, we won't be doing Flow Radio Live again this week because I will be gone. I will be going to beat the streets and going to Dallas, Texas for a trial. So we'll have to catch up with you next week, but we'll do it again for sure. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>